There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, my friends, and welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh, I'll Cry. How are you all doing? What have you been up to? How are you feeling? What have you been thinking? What's been pressing on you? What's been stressing you? What's been making you happy? Let's search ourselves, you get me? Let's reflect, yeah? And start deeping. How are we actually doing? Me, I am doing very, very good. I'm doing very, very good. Can't complain. It's half term. I've had my niece here as well um, and lives. And we've just been going on our own little adventures. Of course, I haven't had adequate sleep, right? And I think it's mainly because when they've gone to bed, I want to like watch my TV now because the whole day I'm watching the, is it the Loud Family? Um, listening, watching My Little Pony, just watching their TV shows, you get it. And then when they go to sleep, I'm like, whoa, it's my turn now. And then, you know, that's like by 8 p.m., that's when everything has settled down. You know, I run a tight ship. I run a tight ship. They would even be in bed by half seven, right, if my niece wasn't like she she takes a little bit of time to eat she savors her food let's just put it like that she likes to savor her food so it takes a little a little moment for her to finish but otherwise they'll be in bed by half seven i like my evenings you get it but um yeah so i watch i I start watching stuff and then i'm like i just think i'll overdo it then i'll go to bed a little bit later but you know because it's two of them i think waking up time i can't push it because with lives, she's she's got it. She can make herself toast. She can make herself serious. She's got it. But because my niece is younger, she's three. It's like awake time is awake time. You get it. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's been good. We've gone swimming. We went. We met my mother in law, and we went swimming. It's really cute because you know me and Talana have been married, but I know for a fact she's my mother in law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a mother-in-law went swimming with the girls and it was such a good time. Um 
you know, on, what else have we done? We took my car for a car wash. Don't know why I did that because it's already dirty. Two girls, come on. Um, we have gone to, we went to um, this place called Pennington, Pennington, Pennington Flash. Um, and it has got like this massive, like, reservoir pond lake thing and then it's got like miniature ponds and stuff and uh olivia was uh really set on finding some newts or some tadpoles we collected a sample or something we've got some living creatures in a jar in the kitchen i don't know what it is they, I, I i know for a fact it's probably not tadpoles okay they no yeah, but she's convinced that tadpoles. She goes, Mommy, when she was going to sleep, can I have the tadpoles in my room? I said, mm, better not, babe, because I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not 100% certain that it is tadpoles. <laughs> so she was all like, oh, and I said, let's just leave it in the kitchen for now. Because if things go on, I'd rather it was in the kitchen than her bedroom, you get it. But yeah, that I am shook, guys, because I'm not good with little creatures and critters and stuff like that. But we did that, and it was a really fun adventure, actually. Yeah, a bit of a muddy one. Um, and then on Friday we're gonna go to um, gonna go to Sea Life. We're gonna go to is it called Sea Life or Sea World? I think it's Sea Life. Yeah, Peter, is it Peter? Don't come after me. Yeah, we're going to watch some fishes floating in an aquarium i i understand what what people feel towards these things but at the end of the day your quarrel is not with me it's the people that even have the establishment i'm just going to observe animals you get it i, I still go to zoos you understand me let's get into the show let's get into it <laughs> Right, my rant. My rant. You know what my rant is? I think my rant is to do with half term. The pressure gets worse in the half term. Trying to fill the days in with something. But I realized like long ago with Olivia that whenever she said, What we're gonna do, what we're gonna do, I just said nothing. Nothing. We're gonna have chill days. I don't know why I should be so pressured. And you know what? I still feel pressure. But now I've just deeped that, you know what, you can space it out. You can't spend all day, every day doing paid activities. That's so unrealistic for me, I'm going to be honest, right? So we've gone to the park, we do this tomorrow, Thursday, because I'm recording this on a Wednesday. On a Thursday, my activity for the girls is Let's go to the charity shop. Listen, we're going to go to the charity shop. They're going to go to the toy section. Probably going to have two pounds each. They're probably going to buy like three or four toys that cost 50p each or something. But knowing my daughter, she's going to pick something that costs like 10 pounds. But anyway, that's an activity, right? They buy themselves a little secondhand toy. They get so happy in their spirit. They're going to be bored by, of it by the next day or the next week. But it's something that's like, whoa. We went to spend some money. And also, I like charity shops. So maybe it's for me as well. <laughs> but the pressure to fill your days with activities. Otherwise, you feel so guilty about spending it all indoors. Oh, mate. You know what? If somebody's got some tips, I think all I've done is talk mom stuff. I feel like people are bored right now. Snoozing away if you don't have any kids. But yeah, 
if you've got some tips, because I just spaced it out, I said to them, we are going to do maybe three paid activities, if that, and then the rest of them are going to be free. And I think so far we've done swimming was a paid activity and sea life is going to be the second paid activity and then charity shop is going to be the third. Yeah, so three paid activities. But mind you, I've had them for 10 days or I would have had them for 10 days. So not bad. The rest of it is free stuff like play, (laughs) go and play, (laughs) watch TV. Let's go outside to the park. But yeah, good times. That's my rant. That's it. I'm getting boring with these rants because nothing is really stressing me, you know. And the real, real rants. Yeah, Dalu hears them all. (laughs) Dalu hears them all. And my mom's in Malawi. I really miss my mom. Oh, I just want to talk to her so much. (sighs) Come home, see (laughs) mum. Embarrassing if I didn't laugh, I'd cry stories. Let me read you. And embarrassing if I didn't laugh, I'd cry story. Joined the gym and went to the wrong class. Got in and asked the front desk where the 11 a.m. class was, as it was my first time. The lady, the lady took me over and I put my stuff down. Unsure of what to do, I started lining up at a barbell when some women asked what I was doing and said that they were in the middle of a set. I was really confused and they said I should talk to Gavin. So I go up to two men thinking one's the coach. Nope, complete randoms. When I ask if one of them is Gavin, they yell out in front of everyone if anyone knows a Gavin. This man called Gavin comes up and says, I think you mean me? What follows is a most awkward convo where where I say I'm new and was here for the 11 a.m. class. He says, no, sorry, we start at 10.30. He says, it's almost over and I can join in, but probably no point. I proceed to say thanks a few times and walk away. Figured out it was the wrong class. I did 15 minutes on the treadmill and left. <sighs> I, my heart, My heart goes out to this person absolute goes out to this person that's like three different embarrassing situations the first one is what would have got me the first one and the shouting actually that probably would have got me I probably would have gotten a little bit hot and I would have started sweating right there and then but I would have already been in a waterfall when the two girls the two women were like what are you doing we're in the middle of the set you were just lining up for what (laughs) That of it would have killed me. That's where I would have been like, even now, this ground can unzip itself and hope take me because I don't care no more. Where's that sniper I'm always asking for? Somebody choke me out. I would have held my breath so I pass out. Because, <laughs> yo, yo. But this story, as per, triggered a story, triggered a memory. Yeah, and this happened about two weeks ago I don't know if I've already said this but I don't think I have this happened two weeks ago I was getting dressed for the gym right and I mean I'm looking in a mirror I've got two mirrors that I tend to look to look into when I'm getting dressed one in my dress um my dressing room I was in there and there's a mirror anyway I looked in the mirror and I looked fine 
right? I looked absolutely fine. I went in the hallway. I looked in the mirror in the hallway. I was like, yo, these trousers are fitting a little different, but it's probably because I'm bloated. It's fine. I got to the gym. I got to the gym and I went on those like stepper machines, but like not the steps, but the ones where you just step up and down and you... You know, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but if you do, let's keep it pushing. So I wanted to activate my glutes, you understand? Because I was working glutes, right? So I just wanted to activate it small, small. So I think I did five minutes on there. Then I strutted my way to the back of the gym. That's where the squatting racks are. That's where the deadlifting rack is. Things like that. Oh, so I strutted myself to the back of the gym. Morning gang. You get it. And I went to the back. And then I get myself set up. Like I, I put the bar and I start getting the weights. And I checked myself out as you do. If you say you don't check yourself out at the gym, you're lying. You are lying. Every time we walk past a reflection in the gym, we look at it. Because actually that one little pump we've just done, we want to see if there's already a difference. You know what I'm saying? So I looked at my, I hadn't even done a pump yet. I was just, I hadn't done anything. But I just decided to check myself out. And I look in the mirror. Tell me why my Gymshark logo is at the back. Tell me why my Gymshark logo, that should be in the front of these trousers, in the front of my work, my leggings, it's it's at the back. Tell my bum. Tell me why. Tell me why when I was getting dressed, I put on my trousers backwards and I didn't even realise. And I had strutted with confidence to the back of the gym, to the back of the gym. They must have looked at me and gone, oh my days. Look at this girl. How old is she? 12. Did she get dressed in the dark? No, I didn't get dressed in the dark, right? But I just didn't clock. Then I was like, oh, how many people I've seen? I had to pull my hoodie down. Pulled my hoodie down. Whereby I was just walking freely. Yeah, nyash shaking. Yeah. Pulled my hoodie down. Walked to the discreetly. I wasn't strutting anymore, right? Discreetly walked to the toilet. And I went inside the cubicle and I had to turn my trousers the right way around. Then then immediately I thought to myself, that actually, this makes sense. <laughs> the way they feel now makes sense compared to how they felt before. I don't know how I didn't realize it. Then I literally just put my head down and, and did my workout. You know what I mean? But how embarrassing. And the thing is in the gym, right? It's because... Everybody looks like they know what they're doing. It's actually embarrassing if you look like you don't know what you're doing or you look like you're getting things wrong. You understand me? So I feel this individual who's written this embarrassing story. I feel you. The gym is the one place whereby I could be embarrassed for sure. I could get really, really extremely embarrassed. One time I was at the gym, this is when I lived in Reading, and I was squatting, but it got so heavy for me that I had to throw it backwards. Otherwise, I would have been crushed. And it made the loudest sound that everybody stopped and had a look, looked over to where I was. I got hot. I got hot immediately, perspirating. I got hot. But... <laughs> 
It happens. You just have to build a bridge and get over it. I hope this person hasn't not gone to the gym again. Just pretend you're all good. I think I would have stayed for the whole hour, however long I was planning on staying. I would have stayed for the whole time. Then I would have gone up to Gavin and I would have said, oh, sorry about that. Like, what time, like, how come online it says 11, right? Let me see your policies. <laughs> Show me your policies because right now you've missold me something, lol. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come to the question segment and the question i have is literally one long question but i thought we could um look at it bit by bit if i'm making sense over here yeah so this question i'm gonna read it all throughout first and then we're gonna start dissecting it you understand me Okay, and this section, it's a Bible study episode, guys. It's a Bible study episode. And I should have said at the beginning, by the way, right? It's the 10th episode of this little season. I don't, I don't even call these seasons, but I'm on a break. I'm going on annually for two weeks after this episode, guys. So there'll be no episode for the next two weeks. Yeah, so I hope you miss me for sure. I'll be back though. You know I will. But maybe this time away is going to give me the much needed kick up the bum to uh, get those guests on. Because what am I playing at? Come on, let's be honest. What am I playing at? So let me read you this full question. And then I'm going to, or we are going to look at it bit by bit and turn into our Bibles. So get your Bibles ready, you lot. I know you've got the paper version. Vision? Ah, English is not my first one. You understand me. But let's get into it. This question reads, if God is all-knowing, dot, 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 he would have known some angels would rebel, right? He would have known Adam and Eve would sin, right? Do we ever surprise God? If not... Why even bother to create us or even the angels when so much bad things could happen? Couldn't he just, couldn't he have just pre prevented it all? It's like, hey, look, he's about to do the sin I know about and I'm going to have to throw him into the flames forever. Um, he'll never repent. It just doesn't make sense. Free will seems like a lie if he already knows everything we will do. Or do we actually surprise him from time to time? Or are people really destined for hell and he knows about it and it's to be an example to others? I love Jesus and God. I just have some questions because if he's all-knowing, then some people are truly destined for hell. Unless he saves them all through grace in the end and their hell ends up being on earth from their sins. Right, so let's start from the beginning. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. If God is all knowing, He would have known some angels would rebel, right? The answer is yes. That's the shorthand answer. The answer is yes. He did know that some angels would rebel because He is all knowing. And I think I've covered this a little bit in the past is the salvation plan was put in place before sin even entered the world right and I think I should say that okay let me just carry on I think maybe I should start reading I should 
I'm so like, where do I start? Right, let me just start from the beginning. Let's go one by one. Then we might have to revisit some of the questions, yeah? He would have known some angels would rebel, right? Yes, he did. He would have known Adam and Eve would sin, right? Yes, he did. Do we ever surprise God? I don't think so, right? I'll th I, let me, that's, I'm just going to say that. I don't think we surprise God, but I think we impress God. And I think we remind God. You understand of who he is, in fact. And the example I'm going to use here is um, Moses, right? Moses, countless times God was so mad with the Israelites. And, um, got, got, you know, especially when Moses was up on Mount Sinai, when he was receiving the, um, the Ten Commandments and they had built a um their own god a golden calf you know at the bottom of the mountain they went to Aaron and they said well we don't know what's become of Moses you understand he's been gone for time we don't know what's become of him right build us a god make god for us so we may worship him and Aaron was like okay then remove the earrings from your you know your daughters every everybody let's and then he melted that and he created a golden calf for them to worship right Anyway, God says to Moses, get down there because these people, you know, they've now turned their, they're basically, they're short, they're, they've got short memory, these lot, right? Get down there. Then he was like, he was aroused to anger God and he said, I'm going to destroy them all. And Moses was like, you know what, if that's the case, then like, what are the enemies going to say that you led us out of Egypt for what? You understand? If you are going to destroy them, then take my name out of the book because this makes no sense. And then from that, God was like, I cool because you said this and I won't do it. And I've just paraphrased the story, just giving you a summary. You understand me? But we can find this story. If you want to go and read it for yourself, you get it. We can find this story in, in Exodus chapter 32. And from there, God was like, all right, cool, because you've said this, you know, go and sort it out. You know what I mean? Go and sort it out. Um, but whoever sinned against me, I'll block my name, his name out, etc., etc. So I don't think we surprise him, but I think that the way I tend to look at it and the way I tend to view God is it's knowing how stories end if that makes sense knowing the, the the film like for example I feel like I keep waffling but I always want to like make sense in my thinking because I can think it and it makes sense but when I'm saying it I want it to make sense it's like I've watched Inception right I've watched Inception but if I was to watch Inception again there would still be bits that would still get me I watched The Haunting of Hill House so many times, but and I knew, let's say, a jump scene is coming up, etc. But it would still get me. It would still arouse something in me. I would still get a little bit tense watching it because even though I know what happens in it, you understand me. And that's the way I tend to look at God. He is all-knowing and all-powerful, yeah? But... The thing is, there is so many of us on this planet that from time to time, he is reminded. And another reason why I say this is because when um, when Rachel, 
Jacob's wife was crying, wanting to have a baby because God has clo had closed her womb. Rachel wanted to have a baby so bad because her sister Leah was having babies and all this. It says now God remembered Rachel. God remembered Rachel. You understand me? So he is all knowing. He knows your story. But he actually tunes into people from time to time and actually focuses on, the, on them. So I don't necessarily think we surprise God because we're human beings and we're his creation. But I do believe that we, we, we can impress him. We can remind God of who he is by the way we behave. You know, the, the way our hearts are actually sincere and earnest. I think we remind God of who he is and why he even created humans. I don't know if I'm making sense here and I hope I am making sense. Um, but I doubt we surprise him. But this is just my thoughts yeah i ha haven't backed this surprise god up um biblically but the reason of why i don't think we surprise him the reason why i think we just remind him of who god is and we can say you know what you are this kind of god da -da -da, like moses did i think that's what impresses him and that's what makes certain people stand out from the rest of the people you know, like certain people in the Bible, they'll be praying to God and crying out to God and they'll say, God, you are this. You said you're X, you said you're Y, da, 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 da. It's like God is impressed by that because you know God then. You really are in it. You really are earnest in the way you're speaking because, yeah, you are right. I am that. You have found favor in my sight. But, you know, I don't think we surprise God. And how how could we surprise God when all we we all all we have done since the beginning of time is pretty much disappoint him, the majority of us anyway. You know? Um if not, like if we don't surprise God, why even bother to create us or even the angels when so much bad things could happen? The bottom line is it's love, out of love. Okay, I think we look at God as this big man upstairs with a magnifying glass, you know, just waiting for people to do wrong. And I think I've said this, you know, so he can punish to dictate you get to get you, you get heaven, you get hell, you are good, you are bad. No. Right. We were created with emotions, the emotions you feel, anger, happiness, sadness, jealousy, them things there. It says your God, he says, because I, your God, I'm a jealous God. And when it comes to talking about having other gods or idols, etc., it says, I, your God, I'm a jealous God, you know? So those things, it's natural for us to also be jealous. When you're jealous of your spouse, obviously within healthy boundaries and reasons, when you're jealous of your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you know, other people and all this around them, it's, it's, it's a normal, natural human emotion to feel. You know, when you're angry, it's normal to be angry. Because like I said, God was angry with the Israelites, you know. And then there are other things that aren't, you know, normal, like, you know, envying. Envying what somebody wants. You want you to have it and not them. That's not God at all. But I have noticed that the one emotion or the one thing that we so desire and we so seek is um, we seek love and we seek happiness. 
Okay. God created us because of love to be loved and to, to love us and to be loved. Okay. It's for love in all its entirety. Right. He like, imagine the loneliness. Yes. He's God. Right. But, What's the point of being a God if you can do everything and create anything, right? And still be lonely because of it. And I know I'm going to have bare people come after me to be like, God doesn't get lonely. God, God's a social being. He's a social being. Jesus is also social. God, the Godhead, they're social. Okay. The angels, social, humans, social, otherworldly beings. It's it's a social thing. It's a it's a loving thing. It's a wanting a, a to see your creation. And the reason why we were created with free will is because God wanted us to make the choice to love Him. Now let me let me bring it to human context. Okay. Would you rather be loved or pursued by somebody who was doing it, you know, out of duty. I've watched The Crown, right? I've watched The Crown and, you know, whether they say that it's not a true representation of what actually happened or not between Prince um, Charles and Diana, but that was a duty duty marriage. The the family kind of said, yo, Diana is the best one for you, not this Camilla. You understand me? And it didn't work. We tend to want to marry out of love. You know? So would you want somebody to just do it because they they feel like they have to, to love you and fall in love with you or to pursue you because they, they feel like they have to and they have no choice? Or would you want them to actually do it because they want to? And I'm pretty sure all our answers, all our answers is going to be because they want to. We want somebody who wants us. That's who we want to love. And that's who we want to be loved by. It's somebody who genuinely wants us by choice. Come rain, come shine, they will choose us. That's the same with God. That's why we were created with free will. Okay? So that's why he he created us all. For love, it's for love. That's why the greatest law, you know, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, you know, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. Love is the law. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Christ is love. That's why he died for our sins. God is love. That's why he sent his only begotten son to come and die for our sins. We are called to love us our neighbor as we love ourselves we're called to love our god and then love our neighbor as we love ourselves it's all about love love we always say this human love conquers all love does conquer all because the greatest law with the only law we've been given actually is love now if that's the only law we've been given is love then that means this whole creation was for love and out of love and i've already said this the seas, the, the trees, the wind that blows, every the ecosystem and every single law and order of nature was created with love. And we were created with love. That's why 
God bothered to create us because God wanted to dwell with beings who would choose to be with him, who would make their own choice to want to dwell with him and to want to love him so that he can give them their, his abundant love. But it wasn't quid pro quo. It's not quid pro quo where, whoa, <laughs> it's not tip for tap, basically. He, he doesn't require us to love him first and then he loves us. He already loves us. He created us. We are already his cherished possessions. You understand me? That's why he sent Jesus to die for our sins. So the love already exists. He's already got overflowing love for us. The choice is just now ours to say, yes, I accept that love and I love you too. That's it. That's why he bothered love, you know, when, uh, you know, or the angels, even though um, so much bad things could happen. Of course, bad things could, could happen. Of course, bad things could happen. Let me read you a parable. And this parable is taken from Matthew. Let's all go to the New Testament. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 to 30. And then I'm going to read the, the meaning of it. So this is the parable of the wheat and the tares. Another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while some, while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us to go and gather them up? But he said, no, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them but gather the wheat into my barn. Okay? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is of why bother even creators, even the, even the angels, when so much bad things could happen. So keep that parable in mind and let's move forward. 
could he couldn't he have prevented it all? Yes, he could have by not creating us with free will. Because I think I covered it in um, some of the earlier episodes. Satan, Lucifer, perceived a thought. He had a thought. Right? And this thought is what caused him to stumble and sin against his God. Okay? Let's go to Ezekiel 28, verse 7. And it reads, you know, let's let's start from 16. Okay. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub. From the midst of the fiery stones, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground and laid you before kings that they may gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries. This is now 18. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you and I turned you to ashes upon earth in all the sight who saw you. Okay, keep that in mind. Now let's read from. Let's read from Isaiah 14, verse 12. And we're going to read verse 12 up to, and verse 12 and 13. How fallen, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest side of the north. Now, that's when evil entered, right? Lucifer said to himself, yo, in fact, yeah? Remember Ezekiel, what we've just read? Yeah? Remember what we've just read in Ezekiel? Your heart was lifted up because of um, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning, you know, because you said in your heart, Lucifer, that I will ascend my throne above God's throne. That's the evil that entered the, the, the desire for one to want to be God. Yeah. So, yes, this could have all been prevented by creating us without free will. Because creating us without free will, without the thought process, without the ideology of, you know, the the freedom to think, everything would have been kosher. But everybody would have been robots. We would have all been worshipping God and praising God and being yes men. Would have been like, God, you're amazing. Everything you do is amazing. No one would have even been able to question Why do I worship God? But we're currently able to question. And by currently, I mean, we are currently able to question God whilst we're still making a decision. There's going to come a time when the ark will be closed. None can get in and none will be able to get out. We'll still have our free will, though. But we will know why we're in the ark. And we'll also know why we're outside of the ark and why everything is happening the way it's happening. Don't you worry. But... 
without the free will, we wouldn't be able to say to ourselves, I choose to worship God. When Joshua said, choose today whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That was choice. That's the, that's the kind of devotion that God wants because that's choosing to love God. That's knowing why you worship God and choosing to move on and press forth with it. So yes, it could have prevented it all. But that's a whole different world. I've given this example before to my friends, but I don't know if you lot have watched Avengers Endgame. Back in my day when I was watching all of that, you know, Endgame, there's a scene where Doctor Strange is asked, you know, if there's any other way. And my man's head is absolutely vibrating. It's looking for possibilities. And my guy stops and he says, there's only just, there's just one, one way. That's the way I view this. Yes, he's an all-knowing God. But if he is an all-knowing God, and this is just to appease those who are in doubt, I don't doubt. I know he's an all-knowing God. Hence why I trust that this is the only way. <laughs> you know what I mean? This was the only way. I mean, what an awful thing to send your only begotten son to die for the sins of the world so that they may be saved. Surely, if there was another way, that's the way that could have happened because even Jesus himself said, Father... If it's possible, let this cut pass me by. And it was not possible because this is with this was the only way. But yes, it could have been prevented. And the way to prevent it would have been to create everybody without free will, remove the part that makes us think for ourselves, have independent thought, and everybody would have had uniform thought. And that's how it would have been a a, a good life without this evil because no one would have had the ability to even think for themselves but what a world of god getting this cheap praise and cheap love i personally my current state as a human being i i have never liked somebody who just wants to be with me because they feel like they have to i want to be a choice i want to be a priority i don't want to be an i just want to be the one that you choose to be with you understand me and i think i said this in the um i think it was like my first episode or something like that whereby i said that um olivia's dad was turned around he's like oh so and so was speaking to me and you know kind of said that i should do the right thing that's duty that had my guard way up because you're not choosing me actually it's not because you want me and you want to be with me it's because somebody brought your attention to the fact that maybe you should be doing the right thing so I think that God wanted everybody to choose him, to choose heaven, to choose glory, to actually want it because he wants to give it to all of us freely. And what better way to demonstrate his love for us than for Jesus to die for our sins, hey? It's like, hey, look, he's about to do the sin I know about and I might have to throw him into the flames forever because he'll never repent. Well that's your choice if if that's a person's choice if they never want to repent but you've got the ability to do so you know it just doesn't make sense free will seems like a lie if he already knows everything we will do let me go back to the parable let me go and read to you the interpretation of the parable okay so 
we understand the the way that he, this he, this one is even working yeah so then jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came to him saying explain to us the parable of the tares of the field he answered and said to them he who sows the good seed is the son of man so that's jesus okay the field is the world the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. I hope you lot are following what this all means. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all the things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be a wailing, there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as a son in the kingdom of the father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So, no, free will isn't a lie. Because are you the good seed or are you the bad seed that the enemy has sowed? Because if we have this way of thinking, then we're kind of saying, well, God isn't just. Therefore, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. But we have to remember, we always have to remember that God has got his people on this earth. The people who want to preach about, who, to preach about him, to hear about him, to learn about him, to do good, to love their neighbor right and the enemy has sowed his seeds and there are people who are all about evil and wickedness so no no nobody is destined for hell because righteousness is there for people to take it because christ died for all our sins however if the enemy has sowed his seeds and has impressed in certain people's minds and hearts that what they do is right, the lawlessness is what's right, the evil is what's right, and those who do good are who are wrong. Those who oppose evil are the ones who are wrong. Then we can only guess there's only one direction that they're going. You understand me. But just like this parable said, you know, just like this parable said, when they were saying, when the um, servant said, the angel said, you know, shall we, shall we go and uproot the, the tares? And he said, no, lest you cover up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Deep it to yourself, people. Deep it to yourselves. We are all intermingling with one another, which means the, the, the tares and the wheat have got influence on one another. And again, let's look at it in the context of people. The people from the kingdom of God, God's people, have got an influence on those who are the devil's people. And the devil's people have got an influence on those who are God's people. None of us know who's who. We don't know, actually. We do not know. So he said, no, 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 no. Stay, just chill. Because if you go and uproot them, you might uproot those who are, 
you know, my people as well. How come? How come he said that? Because the way we go about the decision making, the way we treat one another, the way we approach one another, the things that we say to one another have influence on the people who are hearers and on the receiving end or the people who are spectators. You understand me? So this alone should tell you that no one is really destined for heaven and destined for hell but it should tell you that there are people who are those who are God's people and those who are the devil's people the choice is simply ours to make choose today whom you will serve that's the choice that you should be making you know that's your free will and I know it sounds really cutthroat, but that is your free will. Your free will is choosing which camp you're in. Are you the wheat or are you the tear? Do you want to be the wheat or do you want to be the tear? That's where your choice lies, is which master you are serving. And from that point forth, you do what the master calls you to do. Now, let's have a look in the enemy's camp. What are you called to do? Live your best life. Anyone who opposes you to live your best life, that is the one who are, that's the, 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 the haters. Yeah. We, we've, we've come up with so many labels to call people who oppose certain things. And what does God call us to do? He calls us to love everybody. You understand me. But anyway, um, or do we actually surprise him from time to time? Again, my personal opinion is I don't think so. I haven't even gone and qualified this biblically, but I don't think so. I think we remind him, like I said, we can impress him. Not surprises that, oh, I didn't realize, but impress him in the way we choose, in the way we speak, in the way we stand up for the truth. I think we impress him by reminding him, yes, that's exactly what it's meant to be about, but not exactly in a surprising way to be like, oh, for a sec, I thought she was going to make this decision. The thing is, he knows our hearts. He can read our hearts and our minds. It's not a surprise, but the sincerity of our hearts, when our words come out, it's what impresses him to be like, yes. I don't know if I'm making sense, but any biblical scholars or theology students or anyone who's, let me know, prophecy, whatever, whatever, let me know if I'm making sense here right or are people really destined for hell and he knows about it and it's about to be uh, and it's to be an example to others now this question i don't understand a little bit about it's to be an example for others because i, I don't know who it's going to be an example to because hell is going to be after probation closes hell is going to be at the end of the age hell is going to be when people are already in heaven you will burn and die forever. So I don't know what example it's setting because we wouldn't, I don't know. I think maybe this person is a person that believes that when we die, we go to heaven now or to hell now, but that's not the case. Again, what would be the point? This is just my question. What would be the point of going to heaven or going to hell now? Right? I was speaking with Dalu. 
just the other day and we thought how annoyed would Lazarus has be, had been if he was in heaven because God, Jesus really loved Lazarus. So he was a like, Lazarus, come forth. You know, after four days of being dead, if my man was already in heaven, he would have been like, are you for real? Jesus, are you for real? <laughs> I had my crown. Are you for real? Like, what, what am I doing here? Martha, Mary, why were you not crying like that? Right. Are you for real? Heaven and hell does not exist in the immediate. Okay. Okay. Your fate is sealed when you die. That's it. Your probation is closed. The next time you have a conscious thought, you're either ascending to heaven or you are left behind on earth waiting for your judgment and your punishment. By your judgment, I mean like you, your judgment to be revealed why you are condemned and why you haven't gone to heaven. That's all you'll be waiting for and you'll die after that. And that's hell is death. So... I don't know what example it's setting for others. I don't think there's an example to set to anybody because it's two separate situations here. People are going to go to heaven. Some people are going to be thrown, are going to be devoured, but devoured by fire. And that will be, they will be dead. There'll be no, no one to bury them. There'll be no one to mourn for them. That will be it. And people burn according to their sins. Like I've already covered before. So, you know, but no one is destined for hell. There is no predestination. The only predestination I would say is, well, actually, maybe, maybe there is in a sense of there is only two outcomes, life, life or death, heaven or hell, right? So the destined for hell part, are we destined for hell? No, I don't think so. But there are some people who are very, very wicked that their their fate is sealed. You understand me as in like when they die. But everybody, as long as you've got breath in your lungs, you have got the opportunity to repent and give your life to Christ. Make no mistake about that. Um. But yeah, and then this one, the ending says, unless he saves them all through grace in the end and their hell ends up being on earth from their sins. No, the answer is no. You understand me? The answer is nope, 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 no pity, nope, nope. Right. Again, there are two powers at play here. There are there's a good force and there's a bad force. There's the there's God and then there's the devil right? But we know how the story ends. We know how the story ends. God will win. Jesus is the winner. Not will win, has won. When Jesus died on that cross, it was finished. And that's exactly what Jesus said. It is done. The ransom has been paid. <laughs> Probation is closed with the devil. Your, your chance is finished. You understand me. Your, your life has been brought back. You are now in the hands of your creator. You are in the hands of your God. To choose to leave this is your choice, but it is finished. You understand what I'm saying to you. So hell is not going to end up being your life on earth for your sins from their sins or whatever it is there will be the seven plagues but that's not hell hell is eternal death heaven is eternal life 
yeah let's make no mistake about it but let me read you a little section from um from a christian author and this christian author gives a little bit of a overview of um the origin of sin and i'm just gonna read to you just a little bit and i'm gonna start from you know top but then i'm gonna jump um in bits to many minds the origin of sin and the reason for its existence for its existence are a source of great perplexity they see the work of evil with its terrible results of woe and desolation and they question how all this can exist under the sovereignty of one who is infinite in wisdom in power and in love here is a mystery of which they find no explanation and in their uncertainty and doubt, they are blinded to truths plainly revealed in God's word and essential to salvation. They are those who in their iniquities concerning the existence of sin endeavor to search into that which God has never revealed. Hence, they find no solution of their difficulties and such as are actuated by a disposition of doubt and cover seas upon this an excuse for rejecting the words of holy writ. Others, however, fail of satisfactory understanding of great problem of evil from the fact that tradition and misinterpretation have obscured the teaching of the Bible concerning the character of God, the nature of his government, and the principles of his dealing with sin. Right. It is impossible to explain the origin of sin as so to give it a re to give a reason for its ex existence. Yet enough may be understood concerning both the origin and the final disposition of sin to make fully manifest the justice and the benevolence of God in all his dealings with evil. Nothing is more plainly taught in scripture than that God was in no wise responsible for the entrance of sin, that there was no arbitrary withdrawal of divine grace no deficiency in the divine government that gave occasion for the uprising of rebellion sin is an intruder for whose presence no reason can be given it is a mysterious unaccountable to excuse it is to defend it could excuse for it be found or cause be shown for its existence it would cease to be sin just like the people and this is Tonga commenting now just like people who said well if god if god who created god if you were to know that then he will cease to be god where did god come from it doesn't matter he is god and whether you believe it or not god is god <laughs> God in his wisdom permitted Satan to carry forward his work until the spirit of disaffection ripened, in, ripened into active revolt. It was necessary for his plans to be fully developed that their true nature and tendency might be seen by all. Lucifer, as the anointed cherub, had been highly exalted. He was greatly loved by the heavenly beings and his influence over them was strong. God's government included not only the inhabitants of heaven, but of all the worlds that he had created. And Satan thought that if he could carry the angels of heaven with him in rebellion, he could carry also the other worlds. He had artfully presented his side of the question, employing sophistry and fraud to secure his objects. 
the great deceiver. His power to deceive was very great, and by disguising himself in a cloak of falsehood, he had gained an advantage. Even the loyal angels could not fully discern his character of what his work was leading. Only God can read the hearts and the minds of people. We are in big, big trouble if we stray away from God. Only are we safe under his wings. You understand me? The angels, we were created a bit lower than the angels. And these angels are powerful. They are mighty angels, in fact. Right? They were in heaven. Right? And they were deceived by the evil one. What hope have we got if we're not clinging to God and if we're not on the God on God's side? You understand me? So maybe that has given a little uh, like insight of you know a little insight of um the origin of evil and what was happening, but it entered the heart of Satan and Satan wanted to exalt himself above God, you know, and wanted to be their mighty God. Let me read you Proverbs chapter 8 and I'll read you the whole chapter. Okay, I'll read you the whole chapter and I hope this sinks in the way I was like, whoa, chills. This chapter is called The Excellence of Wisdom. Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the high hill, besides the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O O men, I call. And my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence and you fools be of an understanding heart listen for i will speak of excellent things and from the opening of my lips will come the right things for my mouth will speak truth wickedness is an abomination to my lips all the words of my mouth are with righteousness nothing crooked or perverse is in them they are all plain to him who understands and write to those who find knowledge receive my instruction and do not i receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold for wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her i wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion the fear of the lord is to hate evil Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom I am understanding. I have strength. By me kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me princes rule and nobles, all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of justice that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting from the beginning before there was ever on earth. 
Where there were no depths, I was brought forth. Where there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he may not have made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew the circle on the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the foundations of the deep, when he assigned the seeds limits so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as, as a master craftsman and I was daily his delight. Rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instructions and be wise. Do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting for the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor in, from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. Listen, that is as clear as we're going to, well, actually, let me not say that's as clear as we're going to get, but if you wanted to understand God's infinite wisdom, read Proverbs 8 and ponder upon it. Ponder upon it. Wisdom existed before we even existed, before the earth was created, before anything was created, wisdom existed. So, yes, there probably could have been another way, but God is wise. He's filled with wisdom. The other way was not this way. There's a reason why it is this way. But guess what? He never forced anyone to do the choices that they made. He didn't make Adam and Eve do make the choices that they made. They made the cho those choices out of their own free will. Him knowing they would sin doesn't mean he told he he stopped them from making their own free will. But he made us for love. For love alone. To love and to be loved. We were created in glory for glory you understand me so make no mistake you are here today you are alive today whoever is listening to this you are here you are alive and you are breathing question god all you like but read proverbs 8 and understand that god is all-knowing all-powerful and all-loving and he's filled with wisdom more wisdom than we can ever have but those who hate me love death. Hmm. Let me leave it there. I feel like I've waffled a little bit. I've gone on a little bit. I've banged on a little bit. But let me leave it there. And I hope we can all reflect and ponder up on this. It's just one question that was really, really long. But I thought, you know what? Let's, let's go through it bit by bit. Right? bit by bit so that we can maybe cover off some things that and these are some of the thoughts that I even had when I was younger I used to ask these questions constantly but now the answers come to me God is God but 
I wanted to leave you with this. Oh, you simple ones. Understand prudence. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 